chapter 10. As you stand tonight, I want to, with the help of the Lord, I want to paint a picture for you tonight of the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd tonight. Let me get situated here. I don't know if I can make this through with Brother Gary. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. Pay attention here. I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth because he is a hireling and, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. He says, no man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, among the Jews for these sayings, and many of them said, He hath the devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? And later it was, in, uh, it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication. It was winter. Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not the works that I do in my Father's name, but they bear witness of me. But they believe not, but ye believe not. Because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I'm going to ask Brother Mark if he would pray for us tonight and over the message. Yes, thank you, Lord. Amen. You be seated tonight. 
As I said, I want to paint you a picture tonight of the Good Shepherd. Jesus the Good Shepherd. And I got a couple things, a couple traits the Good Shepherd upholds tonight. And I'll, first off, I want, to, I want you to see that He's the protector. He's the protector. Now we'll go back to verse 10 and we're going to look. And, and Jesus talks about the thief cometh not and to kill and just to kill and uh, to steal, kill and destroy. Now I think about he's talking about we've got a predator tonight. We have an enemy. We have an enemy. Okay, and uh, and we uh, uh, see that uh, that uh, uh, you know that we have this enemy, and 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 that is Satan, and that's the demons of this world that want to come and uh, to to uh, you know to hurt us and to harm us as sheep of his flock. Mm -hmm. But he is our protector, amen. Yes. And Psalms 27, 1 through 6 says, And the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength and my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. That's right. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, will I be confident, the Lord, I shall not fear. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not fear. Amen. Amen. He protects his sheep. We see here in verse 10 through 12, you know, that we have this predator and Satan and these demonic forces. Even 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as roaring lions, seeketh about who he may devour. We have an adversary tonight. But we have this protector, the good shepherd. Amen. He is our good shepherd and he protects his sheep. You know, John chapter 10. And John chapter 10 and verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And no man take it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received of the Father. You know, the shepherds at that time, they would, they would protect the sheep in so much that they would give their life for the sheep. And they would, have, they would have these enemies and they would watch over them and protect them. And just as Christ does us, I mean, he protects us. That's what he does. Uh, three different times Jesus repeats that he loves his sheep so much that he'd lay his life down for us here in these verses. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, the apostle Paul says, But God commandeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, yes. Oh, we're so unworthy, but he still went and died for us, Brother Greg. Right. Amen. Right. He loved us even before we were even in his flock. Even when we were stray and dirty in our sins, he loved us enough to purchase us with his very blood. Right. <clears throat> you know, I got to thinking this morning, Brother Gary's preaching this morning, and... Uh, He's preaching about our, uh, you know, some of these faults that we may have and, and our uh, things that we have in this life. And, and I was thinking about the sheep. And there's a, mess, there's a lesson that we had years ago in, uh, in Sunday school. 
And Sister Debbie's son give that lesson, Brother Josh. And Brother Josh, he got to where he was buying sheep. And y'all got several sheep up there now, don't you, Sister Debbie? And I don't know if that's when that started or not, the sheep business. But anyways, uh, Brother Josh give a lesson. I never will forget it to this day. And uh, he gave a lesson about the sheep and how they would get out, Brother Gary. They'd get out of the fence. They'd get away. They'd get up there in the briars and the bushes and the hedges. And you know what happened to them sheep? And briars start to stick to their side and start to stick to that coat. And they'd get dirty looking, you know. Well, them sheep couldn't clean themselves up. They couldn't get them drawers off for sale. They said, I had to go over and pick them off of them and clean them up. Thought about how the good shepherd, how we get all dirty. Sometimes we, we'll get out and, you know, we'll have sin come in our life, but how he'll come along and we'll ask for forgiveness, Brother Gary. And he'll say, I'll forgive you. Let me take that off of you. Let me just pull some of them drawers off of you, son. Oh, he's so good to us. You know, uh, he loved us even before we were in, in his flock, as I said. Even when we were stray and we were dirty in our sins, he loved us enough that he purchased us with his very own blood. You know, in verses 12 and 13, Jesus shows furthermore that we are indeed are his sheep. His very possession, he bought us with the very price and pain, the shame, agony, and the blood that he shed at Calvary. And not only is he our protector, but he's our provider. He's our provider. You know, in Psalms 23, verse 1 and 2, the psalmist writer says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, he says, I shall not want. We shall not want for anything. He'll provide us with all of our necessities and so much. It will not be without or without anything that we need. In these two verses, we see three crucial needs for a sheep that the shepherd makes sure to provide. And a place to lie down is a place of rest and security. Number two, we see the green pastures. The green pastures seem like the food and the nourishment for our body. And number three, we see the still waters, a slow-moving stream. You know, a sheep has to have clean water. And actually, if I read up when I was studying, that the, if the water was too fast, the sheep could drown. They actually, sheep are done. Okay? Uh, I don't know if y'all know that or not. Sheep are done. And, and they'll actually drown in, in, in heavy water. But he said... He leaves me inside the still waters. <laughs> the shepherd knows what we need, Brother Mark. He knows what we need. We need those green pastures. We need the still waters because we'll get ourselves in trouble. We'll let it get over our head and we'll get, and we'll get to drowning. Lord, help me. And he'll have to save us out of those waters. But he lead us, he lead us in the way of his righteousness. And the way of his will, he said, I want you children to come along here in the green pastures. I want you to be in these still waters. Right. Amen. Yeah, amen. 
I say, I, I don't know why, but I say, to, I, it's come to my mind, <laughs> I have to tell, I seen a video the other day, it's one of those things on the internet that come up, and there's a sheep, and it had got stuck, and its head was down the ditch like this. Well, the guy goes over there, and he climbs down in that ditch, and he grabs that thing and throws it up on the bank. You know what it did? It ran over here, and it ran over here and fell right back in the ditch again. Now, don't we do that? We get in trouble, and we ask the Lord to help us, and he'll help us and set us on the right way, and then we go right back. Fire right back in that ditch again. Why do we do that? Lord, help us. Amen. But uh, so he gives us these elements, though, that we need. You know, Matthew chapter 6 and 25 through 33 says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat? and the body more than rain. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? That's right. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit into his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment or clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin, and yet... I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God hath clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? <laughs> There's that dumb sheep again. <laughs> o ye of little faith. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink, or with with uh, wherewithal shall ye be clothed for after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you amen so here in the book of Matthew we're assured that all of our needs will be met our Heavenly Father. We're not to be anxious or worried, but instead to be keeping our thoughts on the kingdom and His righteousness. You say, Brother Aaron, what, what does that mean? What do I need to be keeping my thoughts on the kingdom and His righteousness? Let me, let me give you a verse here in Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, by thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Here. Finally, brethren, he's saying, think on these. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. Amen. Ain't that like us, though? We just worry. We worry about tomorrow. 
We worry, we worry, we worry. And that's exactly Satan's trap. He wants us to worry. He wants, and, and our mind is a battlefield. It is a true battlefield. Satan likes to attack us at our mind. But God can protect us and keep us from that. Amen. So not only is he our provider, and not only is he our protector, but he is our keeper. Amen. He is our keeper. Yes, he is. And John chapter 10, verse 27 through 29, well, I just read it a while ago. <clears throat> he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. Yes. And they shall never perish, neither, man, nor, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Now, we focus on these scriptures, these two scriptures. And Jesus chooses the words, any man and no man. No man can take us away from the Lord. If we have been truly born again, I'm talking about true salvation. Yes, yes. Now I've known some that may come to the altar and they may do a confession and they may chew their chewing gum and go back and sit down with no remorse and no broken heart. Yep. Had never been under conviction. I can't say whether they've been truly saved or not, Brother Gary, but I have my doubts. I have my doubts. There'll be a change in your life if you've truly been saved and born again. Now, if they've been truly born again, have been graciously saved through faith unto Him, our, we ourselves cannot even wander away or stray from the Good Shepherd. That's what He says. Amen. Amen. He says, no man, not even myself. And Lord, I tell you, I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for that. Because if it's up for me to keep, I couldn't do it. I surely couldn't do it. Uh, now, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, 12 through 14. Now, I will say that at times we get a... A wandered away from the Lord. Even we can be saved and we can get out and we can get away, away from the flock and rest and kind of get into the world. Uh, first of all, uh, the Lord will convict us of those things. He'll chastise you for those things. Uh, if you're truly one of His, He'll deal with you over them things. Matthew chapter 18, 12 through 14 says, How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more, over that sheep than of the ninety-nine which went not astray. Even so it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. You know, the Lord don't want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And you know, I got to thinking 
this morning. Brother Gary is a he is a preaching up here. And I thought, yeah, let's lay that right there. We'll pretend that's a sheep. <laughs> okay. We get out. We get away from him. And we get there in the thorns and bushes. And the Lord gets a looking. Aaron, where are you? <laughs> he knows where I'm at, but he wants me to see where I'm at. Aaron, where are you? Oh, I see, I see where you're at. I see where you're at. You're dirty. You got away from me, son. Let me just come over and get you out of that drawer. Let me come over and get you. I'm going to cover that up where you're dirty. I'm going to carry you back to my flock. And on the way back, to the flock, I think he's just sitting here picking off the burrs. That's right, brother. And the weeds that we got into. He's a cleaning me up, making me look better. Covering me in his blood. All those blemishes and all those things that I've done is covered up now. He says, Son, I love you. I care for you. I don't want you to get out into these things. Satan will hurt you. He'll hurt your life. There's a wolf and there's a lion out there seeking about who he may devour. Now we're one of his, I done said, that we cannot be devoured. He cannot be destroyed. But he'll hurt you. He'll harm you. And sometimes I think if we get out away from him, I think the Lord will let some things happen to us where we'll get hurt. Now, if you look back in John chapter 10, verse 28, I want to point out one more verse here. It says, Christ said, verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, here in this verse, we'll see all three traits I mentioned tonight. We see the provider... He provides us eternal life. He said, I'll give unto them eternal life. We see the protector in that he, we shall never perish. We'll, sh we'll never perish. There he's protecting us. And we see the keeper. He said, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He is our keeper. He is our provider. He is our protector. And he is our keeper. Now I'm closing. I want to say what... What truly makes a good shepherd is his love for the sheep. Christ loved you and me with an uncomprehendable love. One that I can't even understand or explain, but why would he leave the very throne in heaven to come to the, this sin-cursed earth and die for an old wretch sinner like me, Brother Greg? For it is that wonderful, merciful, grace-giving love that caused Jesus to bear it all at Calvary. Now tonight, I, I would think everybody in here has been saved. But I know that there's a lot of people in here tonight that's going through a lot of things and been through a lot of things. And, and I've seen the Lord help you through 
uh, a lot of the trials in this life. Y'all have been through some things that I had never been through. But I've seen the Lord lead and guide you and be there for you and love you. And some of you faced cancer. Some of you faced death of the family. Some of you faced other things that I haven't faced. But I've seen a good shepherd in your life. I've seen his presence in your life and what that's meant to me. But now... Maybe somebody tonight is going through some things. Maybe you've got out in the briar thickets. Maybe you've got out in the hedges. Maybe you've got stuck and you need him to come get you out. Right here is where you come and lay it down to. Right. right here, he'll clean you up. He'll clean all that off of you and set you on a new path. Or maybe you don't know this good shepherd I've been talking about. Do you know him? I'll tell you, he's the best thing that ever happened to you, Brother Bo. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you can be a part of this flock I've been talking about tonight. As the scripture says, today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. We're running out of time. If you look, if you look around this world today, prophecy is being fulfilled everywhere you look. The wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, divisions, pestilence. I believe it's getting close. I believe the good shepherd's about to call his flock home. 